I can scale your walls. I can scale your walls. Leap up to your dad and head first to land up on my feet. Land up on my feet. I can To your heart and your brain. I'm a ninja. Cause I'm a ninja. Signal and accepting. I'm a ninja. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Let's bring back the circle of being warm. Yes, being warm. <laughs> it's like, um, there's actually a sign in one of the churches in town that says, is this global warming? <laughs> and, um, well, technically it's the climate crisis. Yeah. Um, December and January was on average 15 degrees warmer. And now February is 15 degrees colder on yeah. average. So climate change is actually extreme weather. So, yeah. Um, by the planet warming up, it creates weather extremes. So. Yeah, the terms I prefer are either climate change or climate destabilization. Well, destabilization. It's too long. Well. Destabilization. Climate crisis really sums it up, but yeah. the climate change is a climate crisis. Yeah, I do appreciate the humor of the sign. You know, I will. I, will no, I laughed. Yeah, it was just like. But it is. It is playing out a little factual inaccuracy there. Well, usually, um, whatever they have on the different signs, there's like two churches in town that I tend to drive past because they always have thought-provoking signs. Yeah. And so this definitely does provoke thought or discussion. So. Yeah, and I, you know, about half the time I'll look at it and it'll be just sort of too pushy, but the other half of the time it may still be something I disagree with, but it'll be witty, so I'll laugh and I'll appreciate it. So. All right, we have a few happenings because people let us know, and we are now the happening guys. <laughs> today, you, I was going to start with today because there's stuff happening today. The Big Muddy Independent Media Center, or the Big Muddy IMC presents Free Film Fridays. Yes. If I enunciate, I can do it. The Road to Guantanamo. 
When the Tipton Three, a trio of British, uh, British Muslims from Birmingham who were captured in Afghanistan shortly after the bombings began in September um, 2001, first provided their account of their time at the detention centers on Guantanamo Bay, U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell told ITV, We have watched Guantanamo very carefully, knowing that we have responsibility under the Geneva Convention and because we are Americans, we do not abuse. Uh, yeah, it's cut off on the flyer, but we do not abuse people who are in our care. That's that's what he says, anyway. But uh, if if Michael Winterbottom's reconstruction of the testimony of the theory is anything to go by, that's not quite such an accurate statement. And that is at 214 North Washington Street. Every Friday at 7 p.m. is the Free Film Fridays. Other happenings. Other happenings. The International Coffee Hour. Now, I remember this one. It's the International Coffee Hour is meeting every Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. in the International Programs and Services Office in the Northwest Annex, Building B. The address is 860 Lincoln Drive. It's the Tanbrook Building across the road from the soccer fields and the Business Administration Building. International Coffee Hour, Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. And my big event of the year is the International Student Council's annual food fair and culture show. This is, well, food from all over the world and culture from all over the world. The, the food fair will be on Wednesday from 11 to 2 p.m. That's basically during the lunch hour. Go there and I doubt you'll spend more than $3 and get the chance to sample food from half a dozen different countries. Um, if you want to spend more, you can sample, well, from more countries. <laughs> and then the culture show is next um, next Friday, and both of these events are at the Student Center on the SIUC campus. Sounds good. And let's see, another happening. We have someone just sent this to me this week the mini health fair at the InSync Center. The InSync Mind Body Therapy Center in Carbondale will hold a mini health fair from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on this coming Saturday, which is tomorrow. The fair will include guest speakers, health product displays, food, fun, and prizes. The speakers include Yolanda Kamiski at noon, speaking on a program called Psych K, Lisa Dover at 1 p.m. speaking on lymphatic drainage, and Bernice Baker at 2 p.m. speaking on Shockley's Cinch Inch Loss Plan. So this is at uh, 2031 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. That's like right past the, uh, that intersection of Pleasant Hill Road and uh, 51. So for more information, you can call 457-7732. I have a happening. This is uh, Black American History Month. Experience the spirit of Frederick Douglass. Um, this is actually very interesting. Have you ever been to uh, Chautauqua, I think they're called? Uh, no, I haven't. Anyway, it's it's a person who studied, you know, the life of another person so much, and they get up there and they portray that person. Yeah. They, uh, Paul, on the show before us, did one of those with uh, Mark Twain. Like, he played it over the air. And, of course, we could only get the audio, but it was very interesting. And I have seen... Um, 
a few of these when they brought in the Chautauquas. Um, this is actual, you know, a guy who's portraying Frederick Douglass. He gets up on the stage and he talks and he does a speech and then afterwards you can ask him questions as Frederick Douglass. And so you can ask him questions and if, you know, he doesn't know the answer, which is possible, because he's not really the person, um, he would, you know, go look it up. But, you know, he has studied this guy so much that he can portray him very clearly. Now, this is at the African American Museum of Southern Illinois, which is in the University Mall in Carbondale, Illinois. And this will be Saturday, February 10th at 1 p.m. This event is an excellent opportunity for children and adults to experience the life and legacy of Frederick Douglass. So. Yeah, I remember reading uh, Frederick Douglass in, uh, I believe it was high school. And, you know, it's... Uh, I just remember it struck me, you know, because he had so many big things to say that were new to me, you know, relatively new to me. So it uh, sounds like an exciting event. Let's see, what do we have in other events? Oh, this, yeah, this event reminds me, uh, that song we played at the beginning uh, was Ninja of Love by Keller Williams, which I actually heard on the 7 to 9 p 7 to 9 a.m. show here on WDBX, Garden of the Gods, and they loaned it to me. But I like that song, and I play it because we've got all the Valentine's Day stuff coming up. But starting with some of those Valentine's Day-related happenings, there's an event at the co-op for the love of chocolate. That's tomorrow, Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The event is free and open to anyone, but the items that for the chocolate fountain are purchased you can come and celebrate all things love and chocolate their chocolate fountain which I've seen it it actually is it's literally a fountain that has chocolate sort of pouring over the side in little terraces <laughs> so their chocolate fountain which is flowing now will be open for dipping items that are purchased and they'll be sampling out everything related to these favorite topics of chocolate so that's tomorrow at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Ever since I, you know, I, many of you know I'm a chocolate fan, so ever since I walked in that door and saw this giant chocolate fountain, I've been waiting to play with it. <laughs> so tomorrow's the time. Um, otherwise, there is the WDBX ball. Yes. That is tomorrow night. If you haven't already got your tickets, well, I don't know if there is any more. <laughs> But tickets are, join us to celebrate Community Radio in Southern Illinois at the 11th Annual WDBX Ball, Saturday, February 10th at the Carbondale Civic Center. This year's theme is Park Avenue Hoedown. One person comes as a, well, a city slicker, and one person comes as a country bumpkin. I was going to yes. say a country hoe. <laughs> but, you know. Countrified is the way they say it in the little... The commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, guys can be hoes, too. So, um, Park Avenue Hoedown. There will be music, lots of good music. This year's theme is, of course, the takeoff of the City Mouse Country Mouse. So, yes, I, I haven't decided what I'm going as. Yeah. See, I've decided already, but if you want to find out, you're going to have to show up and be there. <laughs> I mean, technically... I'm from, well, I guess I'm really, I've never really been from a city. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the perfect hybrid. You know, I grew up in the Chicago area, but I've been down here 10 years, so I'm naturalized Southern Illinois. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, you ask any local person, you are still not a local person. I've, I've asked. I actually had a, lo- I've had a couple local people tell me, well, 10, 10 years, 11 years, you're naturalized. <laughs> That's if you never go home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being... So, any other happenings? Other happenings. Let's see. Well, there's the elections coming up. Uh, the elections, uh, the local primaries are on February 27th. Now, we mentioned this last week's show, but we didn't have the exact date. But Well, I don't live in town, so I guess I should still know about it. Yeah, so but. if you want to have a voice in the upcoming elections, it's on February 27th for the primaries, and then the main general election is on April 17th. So your chance to partic- participate in local civic government. I actually used to only think that nationwide government, I mean, only local government made a difference mm-hmm. until, um, well, pretty much recently. So yeah. now I definitely, definitely stress, vote on everything. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing I like about uh, paying attention to local government is that, you know, I can, I, in our case, I can actually meet some of the people. I can find out the issues that, what they believe on them and, like, how it will affect everyone's lives here in Carbondale and Southern Illinois. So it's a lot of motivation to be involved. So February 27th and April 17th. Now, I also have an event, but it is a little ways in the future, but it's called Step It Up and Help Fight Global Warming. On April, um, well, a little background. On April 14th, 1912, the RMS Titanic hit an iceberg and sank within hours. Crunch. They've never saw it coming. When it comes to global warming, though, we can see it coming all too well. This April 14th, tens of thousands of Americans will come together to head off disaster. At hundreds of action rallies across the country, they'll all deliver the same message. Step it up, Congress. Cut carbon by 80% by 2050. The National Day of Climate Action is a grassroots effort supported by the Sierra Club and dozens of other environmental groups with rallies in every state and many of America's most iconic places. To find out more about hosting your own action or participating in one of the hundreds that have already been scheduled, visit stepitup2007.org and tell them John Muir sent you. (laughs) Hey, the National Day of Climate Action is the beginning of two weeks of Earth Day activities the Sierra Club is promoting. Energy Film Festivals is one of the things they're going to do. Good deal. Yeah, all sorts of activities. Sounds fun. Yeah, a lot of people are really stepping up, I mean, to the plate. Um, People are really starting to realize what an issue it is. Um, The big part of it is the international or intergovernmental panel on climate change, a.k.a. the IPCC. This is 2,500 plus experts from 130 countries just recently released their report. And um, in this report, this is news. News that requires action. In this report, they said, with 90% certainty, global warming is caused by man, or 
you know, man-made activities. Yeah. I mean, not us just farting. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just the cows either. And so if you want to read that report, it is online at ipcc.ch. And then remember last week I was talking about the climate challenge game? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, get a sense of just what decisions we are faced with by taking the BBC online game. That's unquotes. Basically, you get to be the European president. <laughs> um, just go online and do a search for BBC Climate Ch- Challenge, and it'll pop up the game there, and you get to play as the European president and figure out, well, how much pollution you can make or reduce or yeah. and see if you <clears throat> cause good things or bad things, but you get to be the president. <laughs> Sounds like fun. So, so I, I did have... Uh, Unless you've got something else, I've got one more Valentine's-related happening we didn't do yet. <laughs> and this one, well, there's a theme here. I keep mentioning chocolate happenings. <laughs> but this one is the, the Women's Center's event. It's A Taste of Chocolate. The Women's Center's 7th Annual A Taste of Chocolate takes place this Friday. Well, wow, that's today at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center, the largest fundraising event for the Women's Center, a nonprofit organization that has provided resources to women, children, and their families for more than 30 years. This event boasts auction items, jazz, and plenty of chocolate. So if you want more information on that, it's covered pretty well in the nightlife. But once again, that's tonight at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. And between the amount of wonderful work that the Women's Center does and the wonders of chocolate, it's, it's one that can't be missed. <laughs> All right. If you want to let us know about a happening, please email us. Um, my email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yes, we do have our own website. Yes. Oh. If you missed any of this show, well, we kind of put it on there, and you can listen to it later. Yes. Otherwise? Otherwise, my email address is hopefully easy to remember. It's treesong at treesong.org. All right. Now the news. The news. One if by land, zilch if by air. The new U.S. nuclear security policy draws fire from critics. The Safe Clean Nuclear Regulatory Commission has revised its security policy, drawing criticism from members of Congress and others. The new policy addresses terror attacks by land, water, and computer, but leaves air defenses to the military. Instead of adopting suggested measures including no-fly zones, protective cages, and anti-aircraft guns on site, the policy instructs operators to fine-tune evacuation plans and prevent leaks of clean, safe radiation. The country's 103 nuclear commercial nuclear reactors said safe clean NRC chair Dale Klein quote are inherently robust structures that our studies show provide adequate protections in a theoretical attack by an airplane 
End quote. But a German simulation showed that such attacks could cause fires or radiation leaks. Quote, fire prevention is always better than firefighting, said Michael, said Michelle Boyd of D.C.-based watchdog Public Citizen. Quote, nuclear terrorism prevention is far more prudent than trying to reduce radiation exposures after the fact. Straight to the source. The Philadelphia Inquirer, Associated Press, Los Angeles Times, the Denver Post, and the Cox News Service, all the 30th of January, 2007. Yes. And another news. I want to read this one, if only because it's the title is a takeoff on a line from a Monty Python. <laughs> uh, the airspeed velocity of an uneaten swallow. Food imported by air may lose organic certification in Britain. Foods imported into Britain by airplane may not qualify as organic if the country's main certification body has its druthers. On Friday, the Soil Association announced it will spend a year considering a proposal to factor flight distance into its organic standards. While it will ponder different labeling options, fair trade schemes, and carbon offsets, Director Patrick Holden said there is a, quote, pretty strong chance that the association will end up giving the boot to flown-in foods. The Soil Association certifies more than 70% of organic produce sold in Britain. Holden shrugs off the possibility of losing business, saying, quote, if the Soil Association believes that it is in the public interest that the standards must be raised, then it has a responsibility to act, even at the risk of losing market share. Uh, doth our cynical ears deceive us? <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the pond, the U.S. FDA has come to a tentative conclusion that cloned meat can indeed be labeled organic. Uh, back so soon, cynicism. <laughs> Straight to the source, the Washington Post and the Guardian, 27th of January, 2007. All right. Pick your poison. An updated environmental guide to gasoline. January, February 2007 edition of the Sierra Magazine. You can pick that issue up probably right now. Now, in the September-October 2001 issue, Sierra published Pick Your Poisons, an Environmental Guide to Gasoline, in which they tallied the plus and minuses of the largest U.S. oil companies. Since then, continued consolidation in the industry has further shrunk the field, and new oil spills and pollution releases have blackened some carefully greenwashed reputations. These companies are among the largest and most powerful enterprises on the planet. The complexity of their organizations and activities the vastness of their reach and the large number of variables involved in making objective ranking very, very difficult. That said, it is possible to lump them into three general categories. The bottom of the barrel, ExxonMobil and ConocoPhillips. The middle of the barrel, Royal Dutch Shell, Chevron, Valero Energy Corporation, and Citgo. And the top of the barrel, BP and Sunoco. But you don't have to take our word for it. Review the information that's been gathered and make your own choice. In the United States, drivers consume nearly 400 million gallons of gasoline per day. 
Many of them are committed environmentalists who are well aware of the true cost of fossil fuel. They drive energy efficient or fuel efficient cars and carpool but wonder if they could also send a message through where they choose to buy their gas. Sierra Magazine reviewed the records of the eight largest oil companies and here's what they found. The bottom of the barrel. <coughs> ExxonMobil and ConocoPhillips. Middle of the barrel. Royal Dutch Shell, Chevron, Valero Energy Corporation, and Sitco. The top of the barrel, BP and Sunoco. For more information, go online to sierraclub.org slash sierra slash pick your poison. Um, yes, well, if you're going to buy gas, buy something from a company that is a little better than the other companies. Yeah, because then you can slowly push them towards being more and more... Uh, not evil. <laughs> so let's see. In other news, I was going to skip ahead to something, but since this is related to vehicles and transportation, I got to go to this one. Uh, 350 miles and 150 miles per hour on a 10-minute charge. Yeah. Now we've talked, we've talked some on this show about a vehicle called the Tesla Roadster, which I'm very fond of. But here's a story about another emerging. Uh, well, actually, they do have vehicles already. Yeah. I mean, they're small and cute and funny and fast, but most of them are for inner city driving, not for highway driving. Yeah. You know, like top speed of 45 miles an hour kind of deal. But. Um, yeah, I've seen this. These people, uh, ZAP, which is short for Zero Air Pollution, I've seen them around with those vehicles for a while now, a few years, but now they've got this new story. Electrical vehicle maker and importer ZAP, which stands for Zero Air Pollution, announced uh, last month that it had partnered with the consultancy Lotus Engineering to explore the feasibility of new concepts for electric cars. ZAP will display the concept at the upcoming North American Dealers Association annual meeting in Las Vegas. Now, the battery system for the vehicle boasts a 350 mile per charge range and a 10 minute recharge time. That's pretty intense. And four in-wheel motors will give the Zap X a total of 644 horsepower and a top speed of 155 miles per hour. So this is, you know, this is a fast car that can go a long, long way. So uh, their website is www.zapworld.com. I haven't gotten to check it out yet, but anytime I hear about these vehicles that are electric going farther, going faster, I get excited. Well, I mean, they electric vehicle, if you put them side by side with a gas vehicle, I mean, to take off from a light, yeah. electric vehicle will smoke a gas yeah. engine anytime. They just blow them away. You know, it's just the range is the problem. Yeah. You know? And now with the new batteries and designs, they're up to 350, 350 miles. Well, until I actually see one, you know, I mean, the... But, I mean, you can buy a kit one, like literally buy a kit, put it in your existing vehicle, yeah. and get 100 miles on the charge. Yeah. I mean, so I don't see why they can't get, you know, 200 miles on a charge on, you know, an actual vehicle. Yeah. So, speaking of cars, cleaner by the dozen. Green Group produ produces top list of 12 eco-friendly vehicles. American autos are drowning their sorrows in foreign oil after not making the 2005 Green Book of the top 12 
eco-friendly vehicles. Released recently by the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy, or the ACEEE. Honda's natural gas-powered Civic GX, available only in California and New York, gained its, regained its top spot for the three t- third time in four years. The Toyota Prius was the first runner-up, followed by the Honda Civic and the Nissan Altima Hybrids and the compact Toyota Yaris. The ACEEE, which based its calculations on fuel economy and emissions, also put out a bottom 12 list. Chock full of diesel-powered European models that will soon face stricter diesel standards. Also heartening, four new models make the clean dozen and a bunch more just missed the cut. Quote, it used to be the case that the greenest vehicles were a select number of models that just stood far above the pack. But now, the eco-friendly field has become much more crowded, and that's good news for consumers, said the Green Book author James Klitsch. Straight to the source, Los Angeles Times, MSNBC.com, the Mercury News, the 6th of February, and straight to the list. You want to look at the list of cars? Go to greencars.com slash bestof.html. Sounds good. Now I've got to jump to this one, which someone actually sent my way. Very, very interesting story. Now I, I actually saw this story on the, the Guardian website, you know, once they sent it to me. So I know this is a real story. It'll sound make-believe, but... <laughs> U.S. U.S. answer to global warming, smoke and giant space mirrors. Washington urges scientists to develop ways to reflect sunlight as, quote, insurance. (laughs) The U.S. government wants the world's scientists to develop technology to block sunlight as a last-ditch way to halt global warming. The Guardian has learned. It says research into techniques such as giant mirrors in space or reflective dust pumped into the atmosphere would be, quote, important insurance against rising emissions. And it has lobbied for such a strategy to be recommended by a major U.N. report on climate change, the first part of which... uh, Oh, I think this is the one that was just published, yes, on this past Friday. So, yes, you heard it first here, the certain people in the U.S. government asking to block out the sun as a solution to climate change. All right. I've been talking about this a little bit. Now we've done it. Humans very likely changing the climate, says long-awaited IPCC report. A few weeks of leaks stole some thunder, but the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has finally released its long-awaited fourth report. And the news is, well, it's not news thanks to those meddling leakers, but let's pretend. The news is out. The world scientists say there's a 90% plus chance that humans are causing global warming. They say by 2100, temperatures will likely rise 3.2 to 7.1 degrees Fahrenheit. That doesn't sound like a lot. But imagine if your temperature, your body temperature, raised five degrees, you'd be in the hospital. So, this is the real deal, and it's actually a conservative deal since it required 154 country consensus. 
Anyone who, quote, anyone who would continue to risk inaction on the basis of the evidence presented here will one day in the history books be considered irresponsible, said Altman Steiner, who heads the UN Environmental Program. Even the U.S. sort of committed, admitted the report had legs with the White House Science and Technology Policy staffers saying, quote, it will be valuable to policymakers, quote. As Kindlin or what? Straight to the source. Forbes, Associated Press, the 2nd of February, BBC News, the 2nd of February, and the Los Angeles Times, the 2nd of February, 2007. So. All right. Well, it's another fun and action-packed and exciting new community spirit. Um, I, I think we can send people off with a song. I actually... Uh, on Gardner of the Gods today, uh, I heard a Billy Bragg song, and it reminded me of this other Billy Bragg song that my brother introduced me to. It's called The, uh, the March of the Covert Battalions, but uh, I like the afraid. It, it talks about making the world safe for capitalism. So we'll send you off with at least a snippet of this, and hope you enjoy your weekend and your week.